Okay, we're up to the Mishnah Daf Kuf Zayin Amid Beis. The Mishnah says like this: The Mishnah says, "Misha If someone went overseas, So someone's uh, went overseas, and the person's wife needs food. Someone else decided to pay for her bills. He wanted to do chesed, pay for his bills. says, The person who paid for the bills, he can't claim it. He can't ask for it back. This is uh, has to do with it's called Mavriach Ari, which is that if you pay someone, if you pay off someone's bills and you prevent them from getting a loss, it's like chasing a lion, a lion away from someone's property. The halach is you can't claim that money. So, if you, meaning, because you did it without asking them, and it's not like you gave them anything beneficial, you just avoided a loss, the halach is you can't ask for it back. The disagree. This is no Yishava Kama He could swear how much he spent and collect it from the husband when he returns. You put the money on the horn of a deer, I meaning you're not getting that back. You knew what you were doing. You paid without being asked, and you helped prevent them get a loss, avoid a loss. You're not getting that money back. Now, that's the Shita of Chana. So says the Gemara, Tanan Hasim is a Mishnah in Nedarim. Hamudr Hanamechaveiro, if you have two people and one person says, you're not allowed to benefit from me, so you have Reuben and Shimon. And Reuben says that Shimon is not allowed to benefit from him. So Reuben makes a Nedar. So Shimon is not allowed to benefit from Reuben at all. The halacha is, go to the next page. Kuf Chasim Alf. Shaikle is Shikle. That Ruvain, although Shimon is not allowed to benefit from Ruvain, Ruvain is allowed to pay Machta Shekel for Shimon. Pireas Chayvai, Ruvain can pay off Shimon's debts. Umachsa Avedosoi, and he can return a lost object to Shimon. Ruvain is allowed to return a lost object to Shimon. We'll see why. And in the case, if let's say Shimon also asked benefit from Ruvain, so they both can't benefit each other, and it's a place where they pay people for returning lost objects, meaning, let's say the meaning of that location was that if someone returned a lost object, they would pay you for the amount of time that you spent. So the halach is, in such a situation, the payment cannot be returned to, let's say, Reuven returned the lost object to Shimon. Shimon can't pay Reuven because then Reuven would be benefiting from Shimon. And this is a case where they both asked benefiting from each other. But Shimon also can't just keep the money because it's understood that in that location you're supposed to pay. So Shimon can't keep it. Reuven can't get it. So you throw it, you give it to Hegdish. You give it to Sadak. Give it to Hegdish. Okay? Now, the Gemara wants to know why is it that Reuven is allowed to, again, Shimon's not a benefit from Reuven. Ruven is allowed to pay off his machta shekel, he's allowed to pay off his debts, and he's allowed to return his lost objects. The Gemara says like this, I understand why you're allowed to pay the machta shekel. Why? So says the Gemara, Mitzvah Kavit, you're doing a mitzvah. Look at Rashi. Rashi says two lines in to the thin lines, Kaloymer, Mitzvah Ba'alma Kavit, Ve'in Ma'neyu Lazeh, Meaning, first of all, you're not doing this to be a nice guy. You're doing this because it's a mitzvah. So he's not getting the benefit of the fact that someone's doing him a chesed. I, what about the fact that he's benefiting that he doesn't have to pay a machzah shekel, and now his machzah shekel obligation is already covered. The truth is, he's not benefiting from that either, because the halacha is that if someone didn't pay machzah shekel, 
accidentally or even on purpose potentially, the halacha is you still have a chilek in the karbonus. The purpose of the machz shekel was to have a share in the communal karbonus. The halacha is that even if you didn't send it, they would still be mezakeh. The kahanim, when they would take the money out of the the, the Trumas Halishka, they would have in mind that the Machta Shekel should go for anybody whose money was lost in transit, anyone who wasn't able to pay. So the truth is, even if you didn't pay, you would still be you'd still be included. Mitzvah Almakovit. It's not really considered benefit because you're doing it for the sake of a mitzvah, not as a favor to Shimon. And also you don't really benefit. Shimon doesn't really benefit because even if Shimon's even if, if even if the hashekel wasn't paid, Shimon would still have a share. Now So there's one last benefit, and that is yeah, it, it's this is the last point that's a little bit tricky. Um, Shimon still would have paid the half a shekel, meaning he's not getting the benefit of a favor, because it's not done for a favor. He's not getting the benefit of being involved in the communal carbonus, because he could have gotten that without paying. I, but if, if it wasn't paid for, he would still pay. He's not a bad guy. He would still pay the half shekel, so he's benefiting from not pay. He's benefiting a half shekel. The answer is, that's considered saving Shimon a loss. Saving Shimon a loss, as we'll see, that's not considered a direct benefit. There's a difference between benefiting and avoiding a loss. That's considered avoiding a loss. Yeah, that's not considered a financial benefit. That's considered avoiding a loss, which is not the same. Okay, the Gemara continues. Ditanan, how do I know that if he didn't pay the machta shekel, he would still have a chilek in the karbanas? Tarman ala avud, the kehanim have in mind the machza shekel should go for those whose coins were lost and those that were already collected but didn't reach the those that are in transit and all those that will be collected they have in mind for everybody so therefore again he's not benefiting from the favor he's not benefiting from the chilek of the karbanas being involved in the community karbanas all he is is he didn't he didn't have the loss of a half a shekel. That's not considered enough of a benefit. That's avoiding a loss. That's not the same. Similarly, Reuven's allowed to return Shimon's lost object. Why? Because Mitzvah covered again. He's not doing this to be a good guy. He's not doing this to him as a favor. He's doing this to a mitzvah. And again, it's avoiding a loss. Yeah. The last one, though, that's a little confusing is Perele is you're allowed to pay off his debts. The question is, Hamishtasha, that's a benefit. So the answer is, It follows the Shita of Chanon, who said in Armisha that if you pay off the woman's debts, you're not going to get it back. Meaning, you see that Chanon holds that paying off another's debt is not considered a real benefit. Meaning, you see in the Mishnah that, according to Hanan, if the person pays off the wife's debts, he can't go over to the husband and say, I'd like my money back. Rather, it's like you, you threw the money away. So the Gemara is extending this to this situation as well. Anytime you pay off someone's debts, you're not going to be entitled to reimbursement. The assumption is, the prevention of loss is not considered as a benefit. Meaning, the same way in our Mishnah, 
that when he pays off the wife's debts, he can't ask for the money back because that's not considered the type of benefit that you can ask for money. So too, that's not the type of benefit that would be usher due to Hano. Okay? Because again, it's just preventing them a loss. So the Gemara says, that's the first shot that our Mishnah follows Chanan. Rava disagrees. He says, no, Rabbonon. even if it follows the Rabbonon, meaning the sons of the Kehanim Gedolim who hold, that you have to pay the benefit, benefactor, meaning you have to pay the person who paid the money. So they obviously are of the opinion that preventing a loss is considered a benefit, right? Because you prevented the, the husband from losing and you have to pay for that. So you see that that's considered a Hana that you have to pay for. And it's not considered just a mavriachari. So according to them, l'chayra, you should not be allowed to do it in this case because you're preventing him from losing, which is considered a hana. The answer is hacha. Mayaskin in the case of our mishnah is shalav lefroya. The cases where the, the the debt that you're paying off was not didn't have to be paid back at a specific time. There was there, there was no specific date. So because. Um, he could have delayed anyone any any time he wanted. He doesn't really benefit from the fact that you paid him off. That you paid it off right away. Now, the the, the it's interesting. Yeah. Meaning he didn't. The point is, he took a debt. He paid off a debt that the guy didn't really. The, the situation is like this: Shimon borrowed money from Levi, but Levi said, "Listen, pay me or don't pay me. Whatever. If you have the money, good. If not, not. Don't worry." Then Reuben paid off that debt. So because it wasn't really a benefit, because the truth is, Shimon was never going to be brought to court anyway, so it's not considered the type of anah, it's a problem. So you have two mahalchim as to why it's mut in this case. Either it follows Chanan, that avoiding a loss is not a benefit, or it follows the Rabbonan, in the cases where he didn't really have to pay it back. So the Gemara speaks it out. I understand why Rava didn't want to say that it follows, uh, didn't want to say that it follows Chanan specifically. He wanted to say in a situation that it follows the Rabbonan as well. The question is, why did Rav Oishu say that it follows Chanan? Why did he not like saying that it's talking about a case where he didn't have to pay it back. That way, you could follow their abundance as well. Samalach Ravashi, Ravashi responded, He da no less, like go to the next page. Kisufa mi islay, hasanami islay hanabi, you know the mirs of minet. What did you say the case is? This is this is this is Ravashi. Ravashi says, Ravashi says, the reason why he didn't want to say like Rava, what did Rava say the case is? Shimon borrowed money from Levi, and Levi said, You don't have to, if you, have, if you don't have the money, don't worry. So he was never going to really have to pay it back anyway. Rava paid for the debt. The halacha is. Says says Rava, eh, it's not going to be a problem because he didn't. Uh, Reuben paid for the debt of Shimon, and it's not a problem because Shimon was never really had to pay back Levi. Ravashi doesn't like that because he said like this: while it's true that Shimon never had to pay back Levi because Levi said it's if you don't have the money, it's fine. But Shimon is going to be embarrassed from Levi. There's an embarrassment of not paying off your debts, and that embarrassment is significant. Alleviating that embarrassment is considered something. So while it's true that. Levi never demanded that Shimon pay him. And therefore, you can't say that Reuben really did a service to Shimon because it, it's not a financial service, but there's an embarrassment level that is alleviated by him paying off his debts. And that's significant. That's definitely significant. The Gemara continues. The Gemara says, Admon over Shiva. Now we're going to list the seven decrees that Admon made and how each one was debatable. The Gemara says, this is the first one, we've had this many times, if someone died and left behind sons and, and daughters that were unmarried, single uh, sons and single daughters, 
So who gets the inheritance? So if there's enough money to go to, to last them more than a year, then the halacha is all the inheritance goes to the sons, and the sons have to support the daughters. But when there's a small amount of money, meaning there's not enough money to last them for 12 months, the halacha is, it entirely goes to the daughters. It goes to the daughters, and the son, and the son, it goes to the daughters, and the sons will have to knock on uh, doors as beggars. That's the Shita Tanakama, that's what we've had many, many times. Admin disagrees. He says, Bishil Shani Zacharev Sati, what, because I'm a, a male, I lose, lose out. Um, Rav Gumliel, Rayani is Devri Admin, Rav Gumliel agrees with Admin. So the question is, what did Admin mean? Because he's a male, he should lose out. Obviously, the Gemara's conclusion is going to be that he feels that even when there's not a lot of money, the sons should get the inheritance. They shouldn't lose out because they're sons. So, my Kamar, what does it mean because he's a son, he shouldn't lose out? So, Amr Abai, Yahagi Kamar, Bishil Shani Zacharev, Roy Lasik, Batarev Sadi, because I'm a male and I'm able to learn Torah, I, 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 I should lose out. Meaning, because he's learning Torah, they shouldn't they shouldn't lose out. So the Gemara says, "Amr leRav, Madasik b'Torah who diyaris, Mandaloyasik b'Torah loyars." So they should only inherit it if they're Isaac and Torah. If they're not Isaac and Torah, they don't get it. What, what are you talking about? So the Gemara says, "Alamar Rav Hachi Gamer b'Shul Shani Zacha v'Roi Leirish b'Nachasim Arubin Hefsadi b'Nachasim Watim." What Adma means is that because a male gets it when it's a large amount of inheritance, he should get it when it's the least amount. It should always be consistent. It should always go to the males. Okay. The second of Admin's teachings is uh, about the concept of Amoidim Mixes Ataina, which means that if I, if someone admits to half of a claim, he has to swear. So if, if Reuven says, Shimon, you owe me $10, and Shimon says, no, I only owe you 5 Shimon has to swear. It's called Amoidim Mixes. Our discussion is, what if you agree to half of it, but it's not exactly to half the claim? It's a little bit different. The Gemara explains if someone says to someone, you owe me 10 jugs of oil, and the other guy says, I don't owe you oil, but I owe you the jugs, the empty jugs. So the question is, is that money that makes this hatayna? That's the crux of the Shiloh. Is he saying that you owes me 10 jugs and 10, 10 jars and 10 jars worth of oil? In which case he's claiming two things and he's saying, no, I, I, I don't owe you both, I owe you half. So Admin says, Admin says, agreeing that you owe the empty jugs is Maidam mixes and you have to swear. Ham disagrees. He says, Ain't Adam mixes No. They're not. He's asking for oil. He's saying, I owe jugs. They're not the same. It's not Maidam mixes. And the Gemara is going to explain exactly what the case is. I'm Rav Gamliel, Ray, and Easter Admin. Again, Rav Gamliel agrees with Admin. So the Gemara wants to know it seems to be that the Machlaikas is. Related to the following machlekes, Shmami no Rabbanon. You see, according to the Rabbanon, right? The Rabbanon hold that the, you do not have to swear in this case because it's not by the mixes hataina. So, in the following halacha, Tanu Let's say someone says you owe me wheat and barley. The guy responds, No, I owe only barley. I don't owe you wheat. The question is, is that considered one taina? Is one taina wheat and barley? And he's responding barley, so it's moidem mixes or no? I owe you I, two tainas, wheat. And barley, the two separate tainas, and he's saying, I agree to the barley, but I don't agree to the wheat. And therefore I'm kai for a call. I don't owe, I don't agree at all regarding meaning. Do we look at it as one taina? You only have to swear if you agree to half half of a taina, not if you completely disagree on a taina. So when he says, You owe me wheat and barley, is that one taina wheat and barley? And he says, I owe you, I agree to the barley, not the wheat, so I'm agreeing to half of your taina. So you have to swear. Do you say no? When he says you owe me wheat and barley, he's saying two things. You owe me wheat. That's one taina. 
Taina 2 is Yomi Barley. And he's responding, I completely agree, disagree with Taina 1, and I completely agree with Taina 2. I'm not Maida at all in halfway. I don't have to swear. So you see over here, it's a similar situation. When he says oil and jugs, the Rabbanon are looking at it as there's one Taina of oil, there's one Taina of jugs. The guy's responding to jugs and not the oil, so he's not being moited to half a taina at all. He's agreeing entirely to the taina of jugs, and he's disagreeing entirely to the taina of oil. So you see that, according to the Rabbanon, when it comes to the wheat and barley, they will be potter. This is not like says that if someone says you owe me wheat and barley, he says, no, I only owe you barley. The Allah is, you have to swear. So you see that that's not like the Rabban. So the Gemara clarifies, The case of the Mishnah, with the jugs and the oil, when the Rabban say you don't have to swear, is not what we thought, that he demanded jugs and he demanded oil, and he's agreeing to half. The case is where he said, 10 jugs worth of oil. So he was never actually asking for the barrels at all. He was just asking for oil. So when the guy said, I don't owe you the oil, but I owe you jugs, he's not being moideh to half of the taina. So that's why the Rabbanon say you don't have to swear, but in the case of the wheat and barley, it could be the Rabbanon say you do have to swear. The problem is, if you're telling me the case of the Mishnah is that he's not asking for the jugs at all, he's just asking for oil, and that's why the Rabbanon say you don't have to swear because he's not moideh b'mixus, then why does Admon say you do have to swear? Yehachi, my time the Admon. The question is, then, what's the reason of Admon? Why do they? Why does he feel that it's a partial admission? If the guy didn't ask for the jugs at all, he was just asking for oils, and he was just saying how much oil, ten jugs worth of oil, but he never demanded jugs. Then what, it's not made the mixes at all. So the Gemara says, Elama Rava. Let's clarify the Machlekes Adman and the Chum. The Kuli Alma, everyone agrees. Hechad Amar Lei. If he had said to him, Maloya Sara Kadei Shem Yesh Biyadecha, you owe me the contents of ten jugs of oil. Ten jugs worth of oil is clearly just asking for oil, not jugs. So if the guy says, I owe you jugs and not oil, he's not by the mixes. Everyone agrees that no Shavuah. Had he said, You owe me ten jugs of oil that are full, that Lashen implies you're asking for oil and asking for jugs. If he responds back, I just owe you jugs and not oil, he's by the mixes. Everyone agrees you have to swear. I have 10 jugs of oil, not mentioning full, because that implies the jugs as well, but not 10 jugs worth, 10 jugs of oil. The question is, what is he saying? Is he saying oil, or is he saying oil and jugs as well? Does that lotion imply only oil, or jugs as well? The Gemara is a kasha. The Gemara says, that's the explanation. Here's the problem. So you say, the reason why the Rabban are holding this case, you don't have to swear, is because that Lashen does not imply jugs. But that implies that had that Lashen implied jugs as well, you would swear. Because he's saying, I want oil and jugs, and he's saying just jugs. It's Moedim Mixes. Isn't that identical to the case of Chita and Sa'ira? And you see that in that case, you be Chayev. So I'm sorry. You see, before we quoted the lashon, we quoted uh, by the 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 wheat and barley. We quoted Rav Nachman and Rav Shmuel that wheat and barley 
if you're moidah to one, you're um, you're chayiv. And we thought before there's a kashim. Now we're saying no, that's taka the rabbanu as well. Here's the problem. The other side of that opinion was wheat and barley and agreeing to one. There's another view, and that's Rechibarabah. Rechibarabah says that you're potter in that case, not like Rav Nachman or Rishmuel. Rav Nachman or Shmuel says that you're chayiv. Before we had a kasha, but now we're working out perfectly with Rav Nachman But here the problem is, we've done it so well to explain the shita, like Rav Nachman Shmuel, then how does Rav deal with this? According to Rav if, if someone says, you owe me wheat and barley, and he says, no, I only owe you barley, you're potter, because they're two distinctive tainas. It's not one taina. The problem is, now our Rabbanah are not like that. So the Rabbanon hold, if you were to say jugs and oil and agree to one, you would be chayv. But wheat and barley and agree to one, you'd be potter. What's the difference? So the Gemara says, Amrav Simi Berashi, Nasa Kemishatan Uribim Beklipase. The difference is that wheat and, wheat and barley, Rav looks as two distinctive tainas because they're completely independent of each other. As opposed to jugs and oil, they go together. They go hand in hand, like... like uh, the Mars Lush is like a Riemann and a Klippa. It's like a pomegranate shell. Because they go hand in hand, that's considered one taina. And if you agree to half, you're Maida mixes, as opposed to wheat and barley, which they, they're not related at all. You could have one without the other. So because you could have one without the other, as opposed to oil and jugs, they go together. The problem is, oil and jugs are not like a like a barley, uh, not like a rimon and its klipa. The problem is, maskula ravina, rimon, bale klipa, minta, shem and minta, like a ganem. A pomegranate without its peel, it's not protected. The peel protects the pomegranate. The oil and jugs, they're not needed to each other. You can have oil without jugs, you can have jugs without oil. So, the problem is, how does Uchi Baraba understand the Rabbanans? The Gemara says, The case of the Mishnah is like this. One person says to the other, I have ten jugs of oil by you. The other responds, First of all, regarding the oil, I disagree. And regarding jugs, there's five that you owe, five that I have, five that you don't have. Meaning, so, Admin feels the ten jugs of oil that Loshan Asarakadeshaman implies both. Therefore, the person is saying, And because he's swearing about meaning the 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 the, the Gemara is saying like this. <clears throat> One second. Yeah. Hold on one second. Recording stopped. So the Gemara says like this. Elohim Iskina, to go back. The case is like this. One person says to the other, you have ten jugs of oil by you. The other responds, regarding oil, I, I don't agree at all. Kankanim, regarding jugs, I have half. Now, so so here, here's the point. According to Chibarava, what do Chibarava say? Someone says to him, you owe me wheat and barley. And he says, no, I only owe you barley. He doesn't have to swear. Why? Because when he says wheat and barley, those are two distinctive tainas. They're not one taina. Wheat is wheat, barley is barley. So you're agreeing to one and not the other. You don't have to swear. The case over here is where you said 10 jugs of oil. 
Admin feels that 10 jugs of oil implies jugs and implies oil, and you're agreeing to half of the taina of jugs, meaning the taina on jugs, that on its own requires a shvua because you're agreeing to half of the taina of jugs, or you're saying five jugs, so you're agreeing to half of that taina, and because the lashon implies jugs and oil are connected because you're making a shvua by the jugs, we'll say, oh, throw in another shvua, make the shvua by the oil as well. They say, no, ten jugs of oil does not imply jugs at all, meaning it implies just oil. So therefore, the fact that your might of mixes, so everyone agrees you're going to have to swear mitzad the jugs because you're agreeing to half of the jugs. The machlaikis is, do we say that the jugs of oil are connected enough, the jugs and the oil, that the shvua for jugs will make you also make a shvua aide gilgal. Aide gilgal means once you're swearing for one, we'll throw in another one that's connected. So when it comes to chita sa'ira, Rav Chibarab could be correct. The chita and sa'ira are so distinct that even if you have to swear about one, we're not going to make you swear about the other. Over here, though, you're swearing about the jugs anyway, because you're agreeing to half that taina. The machlaikis is, is the jugs and the oil connected enough, not that it's one taina, it's two different tainas, but is it connected enough that because you're going to swear about the jugs, will make you also, like De Gilgal, swear about the oil as well. That's how the Gemara explains it. I'll pick it up on something.